Welcome everybody to the newest and best episode of M Class Podcast. Oh god, now the pressure is on. You better perform, Josh. That's all I'm saying. Oh god, good thing I do well under pressure, man. I'm like so good at doing un- well under pressure. You're killing it right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm really knocking it out of the ballpark. So, <laughs> remember when I watched the wrong episode? I didn't get to introduce it! Shit! Yeah, Josh watched the wrong episode, everybody. (laughs) It's a good thing that I've seen the episode that we're supposed to be talking about many times. Uh, I'm Jeff. And I am an idiot. (laughs) I'm Josh. (laughs) Uh, This week we were supposed to watch (laughs) Deep Space Nine. The episode is Duet. I watched... The Voyager episode, which we'll be doing in two weeks. Hopefully he remembers everything. <laughs> I'll watch it again. Ooh. And it's actually good, he told me. I enjoyed it. I uh, got a lot to say about it. Not not today you don't. What if I did the whole episode, this whole episode, just talking about that episode, and you did the duet? Dude, I actually uh, did an episode of Rider Club Radio, which is my other podcast. Plug! Wow, look at this fucking plug. <laughs> I did an episode where I hadn't watched the episode we were supposed to talk about, so I just faked it for half the episode man. before my co-host figured out I didn't know what I was talking Yo, about. Yo, it happens, man. It happens. He was like, wait a second, did you watch this fucking episode? And, and you were like... I was like, no. No. <laughs> That's fucking great, though. Everybody loved it except him. That's fucking great. He definitely hates it when you bring it up, so RCR fans, tell him about it. Uh, But on M-Class this week, we're going to be talking about the Deep Space Nine episode duet, which is from the first season, episode 19. Uh, One of the better episodes of the first season. Yeah, I would say it's probably the best episode of the first season. Yeah, you can see, like, kind of where the... uh, They're kind of getting, like, the show a little bit at this point, right? Yeah. They're still kind of trapped on the station, which stinks, but... That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> well, this episode and the other episode that I watched have a lot in common, actually. Well, so that's a good segue. The, the one thing I was thinking about is this episode has a lot in common with the TNG episode, The Defector. It has almost the same yes. exact type of setup, except there's a twist. It's There's a crazy twist, yeah. Like, and it really, really attacks your heart from the twist onwards. But we'll yeah, get to the twi- that. The twist is good. Uh, it's it's really a, like a logical twist, though. Again, yeah, like you said, we'll get to there. But like, it's not like a very like shocking twist. It's kind of like a simple twist, but you don't see it coming. It's it's a simple twist, but it's so well, well done. done. Yeah. Jinx. I think we owe each other a blowjob. All right, guys, we'll be back in two minutes. Two minutes. <laughs> What, are we going for a world record? (laughs) We're going for the marathon. For length? (laughs) I've already won the world record for length, Josh. He's talking about how big his dick is. (laughs) He flipped the script. Oh, what a twist. Uh, So this episode was directed by James Conway, who um, was Iris Stephen Bear's favorite director on Deep Space Nine. Why was why was he his favorite? Well, he directed Duet, Necessary Evil, Way of the Warrior, which we did. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and Little Green Men. Those are good ones. Those are all good episodes. Did we do Little Green Men? No, we have we not didn't. done Little Green Men. That's a goddamn good one. I love that episode. <laughs> it's it's the episode that Futurama stole. That's how good it was. Uh, he was actually in the running uh, to direct Star Trek First Contact, but Jonathan Frakes won. Frakes just like showed up and his beard like sparkled, and, <laughs> and they were like, Frakes is in, you're out. Frakes is like, do you want me in the movie? Then I direct it. <laughs> He pulled, he pulled a, a Spock. Nimoy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't doubt that at all. No, that probably is what happened. <laughs> um, a, a little bit of a John Larroquette fun fact for you. Oh, God. This episode was uh, written by two women. That is a good fun fact. Uh, Lisa Rich and Gene Kerrigan Fauci. There you go. Gene uh, Kerrigan Fauci wrote Move Along Home, but we won't hold that against her. <laughs> Uh, she also wrote Palisades Pool Party, which sounds great. Is that a Star Trek episode? No, it is not. <laughs> uh, that would be a great name for a Star Trek episode. Uh, Lisa Rich, uh, the other uh, screenplay writer, wrote um, the TNG episode, episode Liaisons. Okay. And also co-wrote Move Along Home. It's weird that this episode is so good. <laughs> <laughs> this episode has a 9 out of 10 on IMDb. It's, That's a crazy It's good. fucking great, dude. That's really good. Uh, Liaisons is the one where Picard meets the lady. He gets stranded on the planet, and he meets the lady that's been there for seven years. Oh, I don't remember that one. I don't know if they bone or not, but I like to think they did. Picard did this? Yeah. What season is it on? It's season Shut the Fuck Up, Josh. I'm looking it up. <laughs> You gotta stop. You it's, gotta stop. It's later. It's, uh, frick a dick. Yeah, uh, it's season seven. Yeah, oh, there you go. That's probably why I don't remember it. So it's season seven is when TNG gets a little iffy. Yeah. There's a reason why it got taken off around then. I think the past, like, several rewatches of TNG, I've skipped over, like, most of seven. Seven is the one that has masks in it, so... Uh, That's the only one I ever watch, because I'm like, I gotta watch masks. Why? <laughs> and I watch the one where, like... Uh, what's the one with the murder on the ship, and they have to, like, figure out who did it? Oh, yeah. I watch that one It's not masks. I mean, everything is good compared to masks. <laughs> masks is, uh... They should have re redid it. They should have just been like, all right, no episode this week, everybody. We fucked it. <laughs> Sorry. They should have put a better mask on that episode and called it <laughs> Double Masks. Got him. All right, so a little background about Deep Space Nine for those who don't know too much about it. Um, if you don't know about it, uh, what are you doing? What are you doing with your life? You're a failure. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, anyway, the Cardassians are space Nazis, and they occupied yeah. the planet Bajor, where the space Jewish people live. Yes, it's very similar to the real-life event of World War II. Yes, and um, so the Cardassians are just the fucking worst. They're pretty terrible. <laughs> so we uh, we begin the episode as we begin every episode in ops, and, and everybody's being like, hey, this is how my day went. This is what I did when I was a little girl. They love this. They love this fucking, like, how was your night last night? How many times did you fuck last night? <laughs> I only did it six times. 
You can do that in the future when you have like space Gatorade to like replenish <laughs> your shit. Space Gatorade. Let me get my hands on some of that space Gatorade. If I ever time travel, that's all I'm going for is that space you guys, Gatorade. Uh, have any of that Gatorade that lets you fuck all night? And they're like, "What are you talking about?" And then Bashir's like, "I know exactly what he's talking about." <laughs> that was a perfect Bashir impression. This is a little cockneyed, but it's perfect. So they're talking about, um, I guess Dax uh, was like a fucking problem child, I guess. Like from the movie Problem Child. In which one of her lives? She doesn't tell. She's not telling. The Jed Zia life, probably? Maybe. It couldn't have been, right? Because she had to be like the best of the best to get the worm in her belly. I think they talk about that later, though, how she was like kind of like a slack off and then she gets her like shit together or whatever. Oh, yeah. She like failed the first time, right? Yeah, I think. Well, that was for other reasons. Yeah, I think that was in this season, actually. The dude who tries to like steal her gross stomach worm. But anyway, a uh, a freighter appears, a Koberian freighter. We all remember the Koberians. My from this favorite episode. alien race. <laughs> There's an alien later, like Kira staring out of like a porthole into space, and an alien uh-huh. walks by in full fucking prosthetic makeup, and he's on screen for less than two seconds. I bet you he's somebody's like dad or son or something and they were like i want to be in star trek and they're like all right all i, all I can think of is that this dude was in makeup for 18 hours <laughs> so he could be on the screen for two seconds <laughs> somebody needed to get paid that day so they made a, a, a makeup artist do like a shitload of work <laughs> anyway the the freighter shows up and they're like oh we have a guy on board who needs medical assistance he's got yeah. kalanora syndrome Oh no! All right, I remember. And Doctor Bashir's like, I don't know what that is, and Kira's like, I do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, it's, there it's was a, a mining accident at the Galatep Labor. Galatep. Camp. It even sounds like Nazi-ish. Yeah. It's it's obviously not a labor camp. It is a <laughs> death camp. Yeah, it's it's a death camp. Um, Kira is the one who actually helped liberate this camp during the occupation, so she knows that um, everybody who was in that mining accident got Gal- Kalanora syndrome, and they're the it's, only people. Yeah, who had it's the it. only place who who it's the only place where you could get it from, right? So she's like, I want to go meet this great hero who was at Galatep labor camp. Yeah, when she shows up, it's a Cardassian, not Ooh. a hero. Ooh, a uh, fucking spoonhead! Oh God, Jesus where did that come Christ. from? I'm sorry. Look, I had family at Galatep. All right, we got a real spacist here today. <laughs> Man, fuck the Cardassians at this point in time. Fuck them. Fuck them in all points in time. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, they, they they sort of they sort of get it in the end. They get their they get they they see the they, error of their ways. They do get it in the end for sure. They get fucked like real hard. So, um, eh. side note, a little John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Another one. There was a series of novels, like I think maybe comic books, called Enter the Wolf, Star Trek okay. Enter the Wolf, where um, the Cardassians appear for the first time during like old Spock's time, like oh, wow. during the movies times, and they're like, "We want to join the Federation." What? And Sarek is like, no, they can't join the Federation because they're definitely evil, and I can tell. 
and Spock is like, you're being pig-headed, father. You have to give them a chance. Yeah. And it turns out to be a giant fucking Cardassian plot to destroy the Federation before Classic they have to deal with them. Cardassians. Look, I'm not saying that all Cardassians are bad. I'm just saying I've never met a good one. <laughs> Holy shit. Except Garrick, but he's also a murderer, so I don't know. Who, there aren't, I guess Zial is a good example. Yeah, but uh, she's half Bajoran, and she, like... We're getting into some, like, real race war shit <laughs> in this podcast. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Kira calls for security, and the Cardassian dude immediately bolts out of the fucking room. Yeah. And, but Odo stops him, and he's, like, going anywhere. Good Odo. And um, Bashir's like, what the fuck is even going on here? Yeah, they don't know, right? The, yeah. The the Federation is, like, kind of ignorant to this, like, fact. You'd think somebody would be on Deep Space Nine who is, like, an expert in, like, all things Bajoran. Yeah, you know her what name's I mean? Kira. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you'd think there would be, like, a Federation, like, liaison who was, like... Here's what this was, right? Well, yeah. I mean, not to make excuses for the show, but that was supposed to be Ro Laren. Yeah, that would have been. And then they were. Then she was like, I don't want to do your stupid space show anymore. What if Ro Laren and Kara were on the show? Oh, God. That's, they would just constantly be trying to kill each other. It would be great. It would turn into <laughs> Tom and Jerry starring two Bajoran ladies. <laughs> <laughs> I like Tom and Jerry. Yeah. Um, Kira's, uh, Kira's like, look, this Cardassian's a war criminal. Yes. And Odo's like, what? I hate those guys. <laughs> Even though I also kind of am one. Uh, you won't find that out for a few seasons, though, so. We kind of whitewash over that one, yeah. like, literally. <laughs> like, I'm already, I'm dating a Bajoran at that point, and she forgives me, so it's okay. <laughs> We're good. Everything's cool, dude. Hang loose, and he does the biggest hang loose ever <laughs> with his look. Hands. Look, Larry King forgave me on national television for my my indiscretions. So, Larry King. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> Kira talks to Cisco about this, mm -hmm. and she's like, "Look, this guy's a war criminal, so we should shoot his dick off." That's exactly the words. And and uh, Cisco and Odo both go, ooh, even though Odo probably doesn't have a deck. I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I can transform into a perfect human, but I don't. I can't replicate the dick. I can do a dick, but not a face. <laughs> like, I can do, like, a huge, veiny dick, but not a face. Uh, just do that instead of the face. <laughs> I mean, he kind of acts like that. Am I right? Oh, no. This is good, Odo. <laughs> no, Odo's great. Odo goes not so good later, but now he's good, Odo. He gets a little uh, uh, pee drunk, let's say. I don't know what... Pee drunk? <laughs> yeah, I don't know, I don't know what, uh, what... I was going to say pussy drunk, but I don't know what shapeshifters have. Uh, probably not. He goes right. goo drunk. Goo <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, Cisco and Odo were like, well, there's nobody by his name, Eamon Maritza, wanted for yeah. any war crimes. Maritza, what a god, what a great name. Maritza is like such. I hear Fiesta every time. Really? I just, I just think of like a big sombrero. And it sounds, it sounds a little Latin, but it sounds also very German. 
and yeah, like it's so true. smart. It's so smart, like the how it's like Cardassian German. Like I love that. Whoever like made the names for this is they're doing a great job. I agree. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna guess Larissa. the two ladies we talked about. Yeah, they probably wrote it. Um, but she's like, you know, I don't give a fuck if he's on those lists or not. He's he's a war criminal, and I I said so. So he is. Well, yeah, like, because the only reason you have, uh, what's it called? Kalinora syndrome. syndrome. I was going to call it Galatep syndrome. Gal- uh, the only reason you have that is because you're at Galatep. So, yeah. like, if he's Cardassian and he has it, there's a good chance he's a war criminal, right? Yeah, there's no other way, really. Like, I don't care if you're, like, at, like, uh, Buchenwald and, like, you know, like, you were, like, a filing clerk or whatever. Like, you were there. You're gonna have to, like, answer for this shit, dude. Yeah, and it's like, you were just following orders or whatever, but those are some fucking horrible, heinous orders you were following. That doesn't work anymore. That does not work. You cannot say that. I mean, the, the, like, Israel is still catching, like, fucking guards and shit. Like, they're still fucking finding people who were at at camps, and they fucking get them, and they hang them. As they should. Yep. Uh, and... That's not my opinion on the death penalty, by the way, before anybody jumps into that shit. We're not getting into that right now. I'm okay with the death penalty for Nazis. Oh, yeah. Nazis a different thing, so... I'm kind of okay with it. You're kind of not a person anymore, so... But, uh, Nana Visitor has, like, the most fucking amazing delivery. Talking about the conditions at Galatep and what happened to all the people. It really fucking gets to you, Having watched it recently, I totally agree. Yeah, Josh definitely watched it earlier today. <laughs> I didn't watch the wrong episode, so shut up about that already. Stop bringing it up. Stop it. Stop thinking about it, listeners. <laughs> but she gives this great delivery, and then she's like, uh, I'm, I'm going to go talk to Maritza. And Cisco's like, no, you're not. That's a bad idea. That is a bad idea. I'm gonna go talk to Maritza. Yeah. And which is something that Kira probably really appreciated. Yeah, she was so emotional at that point that she wouldn't have done a good interrogation. She knows it. She's very self-aware in this episode. Yeah, she she knows like any redhead. We all know what we are. We get it. <laughs> She's a space alien. I don't know if redhead plays into. Yeah, it's all the same. <laughs> Trust me. Klingons don't have red hair. That we know of. But it's on I've, their heads. <laughs> I've never seen one. That doesn't mean that they're not around. Maybe in, like, the northern part of of Kronos, there's redheads. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I what mean, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? Now who's being spacist, Jeff? Now who's the spacist? Uh, Cardassian. Fucking spoonheads are the spacist. <laughs> still you <laughs> uh, on that racism note we're gonna take a break and we'll be right back after these messages excuse me I'm interested in the new collector's ornament from Hallmark ah the shuttlecraft Galileo from the Starship Enterprise precisely you know it lights up when you plug it in and listen shuttlecraft to Enterprise Spock here happy holidays live long and prosper fascinating For a store in your sector now carrying the Star Trek ornament, call 1-800-HALLMARK. Live long and prosper, right? No. I'll take five. And we're back. 
with more M-Class goodness for your we ear We definitely holes. did not talk about late 90s rap that entire break. Holy shit, we actually did. <laughs> <laughs> we should have recorded it. We should have. That could have been the shoot the shit. Oh, God, Oh, man. well. Uh, ludicrous, like old ludicrous. Oh, oh fuck, yeah, dude. fucking ludicrous when he thought having really big versions of things was the that, height of comedy. <laughs> God damn, that reminds me of, like, ninth grade, and, like, that was, like, a thing, man, right? Yeah. Remember, like Even, like, Missy Elliott was doing that shit, where she was, like, she here's the, like, a big thing. inflatable trash bag yep. suit. The trash bag suit, yeah. I fucking classic. love that video, though. Dude, she had that one song that came out, like, a couple of years ago, uh, WTF. That song is fucking awesome. Yeah, that song's actually pretty fucking good. Dude, that shit she comes didn't on. put out anything else. She was like, Dude. that's it, bye. She's, she's, I'm going out on top. Fucking that's a great song. The Diplomats are still around, everybody. I just want <laughs> you to know that. They're still out there, touring. I think, like, three people know who that is. Jules Santana, Cameron, <laughs> get your shit together. Yeah, now now who is offending the audience? Uh, oh, I get it. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> from earlier. Yeah, I get it. From when we weren't Because I said if you didn't watch Jesus Face 9, you're a failure. Okay, if you, don't, if you don't know the diplomats, you can get the fuck out. See? I'm not even going to say that that's not right, okay to say. I agree. <laughs> anyway, so Cisco goes to talk <laughs> to Eamon Maritza. Yes. Eamon Fiesta. Who's the guy who plays him? He's great. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I guess I could look uh, it up. Yaris, Harris Yulin is his name. Okay. He is in a million things. He's alive still. He's old as hell. Holy shit. He was... He's... Oh, he's in Ghostbusters, too. He's the judge. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. That's crazy. The Scolari Brothers. That's him. <laughs> Holy shit. God damn. This dude's old as fuck. Fuck. He was he's born in a, 1937. He's younger than my grandpa. Oh, dude, he was he was born in Tel Aviv. Yeah. yeah. Or he was living in Tel Aviv. He was born in Los Angeles. He still does stuff. Like, he's a working man still. He apparently studied acting with Star Trek, the original series guest actor Jeff Corey, if you need to know how old this man is. I mean, I that definitely puts it into perspective for me. He's old as fuck. God, he's been in everything. He is a face that you have seen a million times and probably never knew his name because I didn't know his name. He was in Stuart Little 2. <laughs> That's where I know him That's from. where I know him from. He, was in he clear shows and, up for all the sequels. He was in Clear and Present Danger. He was in that. He was in The X-Files. He's done a lot of shit. Man, he was in so many things. This dude's been acting since 1977. The year I was born. Oh my god. That's not no, even I'm not, true. <laughs> I'm not that old. You feel that old. I'm no Gen Xer. I'm a millennial. Uh, my feelings are important. Look, my feelings are important. Fuck you. They, they define my reality. Well, that's true. <laughs> what is reality, Josh? Well, I don't know. Whatever my feelings tell me they are. There you go. So Cisco goes to Maritza and he's like, "How did you get Colonara syndrome? Like you can only uh -huh. get that if you were a Galatep and you're a war yeah. criminal." And he said, "No, I got Patrick syndrome." Yeah, it's which different. It uses the same medication conveniently, but I'm not a war criminal because of it. Right. 
And he's like, I wasn't even at that labor camp, Dumbo. I was just a file clerk on Cora How do you 2. Even say it? I don't even know what a labor camp is. Where am I? <laughs> Where's my medication? How come my kids don't call me anymore? Aww, <laughs> <laughs> aww. Maybe it's because of your fucking political beliefs, Eamon. Do you yeah, think of that? Fucking space Nazi shit. <laughs> Um, but, like, a Bajoran wakes up across the way. Like, a sloppy, drunk, hippie Bajoran wakes up. <laughs> now who's racist, Jeff? Jesus. Uh, fuck Bajorans. But anyway. Wow! <laughs> he wakes up. Uh, I, I'm fine with Bajorans. I just really don't like the religion. Yeah, they're a little preachy. Yeah, there's, there's something I was talking about earlier where I absolutely hate... I was talking to somebody about it. I absolutely hate... Wasn't me. When um, television shows and movies and stuff are obviously written by a like a religious person, and oh, they yeah, treat yeah. everyone in the story who isn't religious like they're completely fucking numbskull, fucking idiotic. That's why we have to watch God Friended Me and talk about it. No, we have to. No. We have to. <laughs> Maybe you can d- fucking watch that with somebody on one of the other million podcasts you do and talk about it. <laughs> I want to watch God Friended Me. <laughs> I'm a fucking baby boomer. <laughs> but that's fucking like every episode of Deep Space Nine that's heavily about the Bajoran religion is just like, oh, you stupid non-believer. Yeah. And then it yeah. turns out they're right at the end every fucking time. Yeah, this show has that sparingly. It doesn't do it in this episode. Not in this episode. (laughs) But he's like a Bajoran prisoner, a Bajoran filthy hippie wakes up in the holding cell and he's like, oh no, let me out of here. I don't want to be in here with this Cardassian. Yeah. Racism is a two way street. He spits at him. He's like, And then it goes, against the (laughs) force. But, uh,. (laughs) Maritza's like, my life is in your hands, Commander. Oh, yeah. So Cisco goes back to his office, and uh, fucking uh, Bashir's like, yeah, we did a bioprobe, and Maritza's condition is Kalinora. It's not. He's a liar. It's not Harry Potrick syndrome. <laughs> I thought only little kids got Harry Potrick syndrome. The joke of the day. That was a really good one. I only didn't laugh a lot because it was so funny. Yeah, the funniest jokes no one laughs at because they're just so funny. That's why I'm hilarious because no one laughs at me. Um, so, like, Cisco gets a transmission from the Bajoran state minister. Yeah. Who's like, hey, I hear you caught a war criminal for us. Thanks, send him over so we could fucking kill him <laughs> so he can shove a hot poker up his dick hole <laughs> and Cisco's like well we don't really know that he's the war criminal like he hasn't done anything he just came yeah. to this station because he was sick we can't even hold him that much longer and the yeah, fucking no reason though. the state minister's like threatens Cisco a little bit he's like he's our prisoner and we will have him understood yeah. They're going to go tell the Federation mom and dad about what's going on, right? Yep. And the Federation will be like, oh my god, we'll do whatever you say, Bajor. Please, Bajor, please join the Federation. (laughs) We love you. We want the wormhole. I mean, we love you. We don't don't know why we want you to join so bad, but we do. (laughs) We totally believe that your crazy religion is real. (laughs) 
the Federation before the wormhole became a thing that they were like trying to help Bajor and everything makes sense. Yeah. Right. But, like, the fact that they were trying to get them to join the Federation is a little weird. I guess it's, like, the Federation is just, like, join us, it's best. Well, I, I feel like, I think that, like, they were, I mean, obviously in TNG you see that the Federation is helping them or whatever. Yeah. But I think once the wormholes discovered, that's when it starts. When they're like, oh, yeah, why don't you join? I guess <laughs> it could want, be. I mean, it's also that thing that, like, they see the planets in need of help. And they're like, we can help you guys. And they're like, no, yeah. the prophets will help us. Like, I think the idea is that, like, eventually, if it were under any... If there were no wormhole, they would eventually join the Federation over, like, maybe... It might take several hundred years. Yeah. Or maybe, you know... But because the wormhole's there, they're like, let's go already! <laughs> Join they want the that fucking shit. Federation! First stable wormhole? Hell yeah, dude. That's fucking valuable yeah. as fuck. Unbelievably valuable, especially Priceless. later. Yeah, it also is a bad thing. It doesn't turn out great. <laughs> Everyone sort of pays real heavy price for Although this wormhole. really, in the end, it turns out great. But for a yes. long time, not so good. <laughs> couple of billion people have to die oh well but uh cisco's like uh yeah i i, I get it i get that you're threatening me all right bye <laughs> yeah because i mean this guy is straight up like look deep space nine is a bajoran station yeah keep that in mind it's their sovereign territory right and cisco's like maybe you should keep my dick on your mind yeah. This episode is crazy with that stuff. <laughs> and having definitely watched it, I also remember this. This all really happened. I saw like, it. Josh can't contest it, so. I fucking saw it. But uh, Cisco goes to see Kira at the Replimat. And Cisco's like, hey, can I join you? And she's like, I'm just leaving. Whoa. And Cisco's like, well, wait a second. I want Odo to take care of this because he's the chief of security. Right. And she's like,. Uh, no, I can take care of it because I want revenge. <laughs> yeah, I I generally love her and Cisco's relationship, and these moments like really do it for me too. Because like, without these moments, like later on, like the friendship and like the weird like father daughteriness that is going on with them, maybe a little. I can see that. doesn't exist really. Right? It's a little bit like that. Like he's definitely like someone who she. Well, she's like. Well, he's like, uh, like a revered figure. He's like everybody's dad. Yeah, he. But he's also like the emissary, right? Yeah. So like, he, he's. She's definitely like looks at him like he's Jesus. Yeah. So. Yeah. But um, which he is. By the the, way. the minister of state put Kira in charge of the investigation, but Cisco's like, well, I'm in charge of the station, so I can do whatever I want. Yeah. And she, she like appeals to him like she has to do this for all those people who can't. All those Bajorans mm -hmm. who can't. And really, if I would have been captain at this moment, okay. it would have gone a little differently. You'd because, have been like, ship them out. Because she's like, uh, please allow a Bajoran to take care of this. Like, this is Bajoran business. I would have been like, that's right. not how the Federation works, lady. Like, we don't, we're not race-based. Like, it's not about right. whose race takes care of what. Well, what's fucking complicated about this, I, gu I guess, and I don't, I don't, like, I don't know, is, is that, like, they're also, like, an entity now, and they're, they're kind, they're trying to flex their, like, sovereign muscle, right? It's like, true. 
like Bajor also needs to be respected and and the way to do that is to uh meet out justice and like so they have like in their from their point of view they have to because like it's true. If they let him go, or if this gets fucked up, like that's another wound for Bajor, right? There's, there's absolutely a desire for revenge. Yeah, and you know what I always say about revenge. Have I told you before? No, tell me. <laughs> Living well is not the best revenge. Revenge is the best revenge. That's, I've heard you say that plenty of times. <laughs> it's true. It is true. <laughs> you but know what's better than revenge? Double Nothing. revenge. <laughs> Maybe double revenge. Two revenges. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, like, she's like, well, I'm your first officer, and you have to, like, trust me. You have to trust uh, me that I'll conduct this investigation the way it's supposed to be Which conducted. is a fair point. And he says, you know, you're right. Like, yeah. he, And he calls Odo, and he says, look, like, Kira's in charge, and you have to deal with it. Yeah. And Odo's like, fine, I love her. <laughs> Noto is like, I haven't developed feelings yet, so it's fine. I haven't been contaminated by this human emotions. But um, the filthy Bajoran hippie gets let go. Uh, finally, he deserves his stay in court. <laughs> he just gets let go. He doesn't even go to court. I was like, all right, the drunk guy, right? Probably he was just drunk I, and disorderly. They were like, who can we get to be the norm of this episode? <laughs> but um. <laughs> It's a Cheers reference. Oh, I get it. I know you got it. Well, he's Mourn is the norm. Mourn is the norm, but yeah, but he but can't talk. He's in so. this episode. Of course he is. He's in every good episode. <laughs> but um, the the filthy, disgusting Bajoran hippie says, <laughs> uh, w- "Tell me when that Cardassian's gonna get hanged because I'm gonna get a half chub." Yeah, they're gonna have a good time watching this guy die. And so they both kind of, like, watch him leave, and Odo's like, I did a background check, and everything Maritza said so far has been true. Yes, I, I do remember this. And then he... Is this when he gets, like, the files from Galatech? No, that happens a little later. A little bit later? Okay. Kira goes to talk to him first, and Maritza's having his... Uh, it's a little, like, Silence of the Lambs. It's very Silent Sutherland. Moritz is behind bars for all intents and purposes, and he's having his stew. He's very lectory. And um, he's like, look, uh, were you at Galatep or not? And he's like, no, I missed the honor to, of being yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I forgot she's about like, this part. Well, the results of your bio scan prove that you were there. So you're going to have to, if your lies are going to be this transparent, this is going to be a very short interrogation. Right. And he says, oh, well, I suppose I should make my lies more opaque then. <laughs> it's I was a like, very Cardassian thing. So clever. It's such a Cardassian thing to say. I love it. He reveals that he was, uh, he was at the camp as a filing clerk. And right. And he, he worked under Gull Darheel. Gull Darheel. The North Carolina Dar Heels. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I believe Christ. Michael Jordan played for them. Uh, so, uh... <laughs> but, like, he sort of, like, turns the tables on Kira. Like, Kira's asking questions, but then he's like, you know, like... Um, I don't think there were any atrocities at the camp. I think the Bajorans killed yeah. each other. They Yeah, it starts out that way. Where he's like, I think they did it. Like, it's very, like... 
Yeah, like Bajorno and Bajoran crime, right? Which is like super racist. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. And here's here's the point in the episode where like having watched I haven't seen this episode duet in a really, really long time. Yeah. So having just watched the defector from TNG, I was mm-hmm. like, this motherfucker's gold heel. I can tell. Yeah. You know, you know, right? Yeah. Yeah. This mo- it's, yeah. he's it's the exact same story at this point. It's, it's so brilliant, though. It's, I don't want to. It's, it's great so that good. we're doing these back to back, actually, because it's at, so good. At this point, it seems like the exact same story. Where right, he's and you're the like, commander. I totally, I totally know what this is. Yeah. But um, like, Maritza's like, yeah, gold Darheel. He made up all that shit about the massacres at Galatep because he was right. trying to rule by fear. Right. He thought it that was... instilling fear in the Bajoran populace would keep them under control. Right. He was a great man, right? Doesn't he yeah. say? He's like, he's he is a genius. He's a great man. And you're like, oh, jeez. And he's like, and now that I've told you all this, that I'm just a filing clerk and you're all disappointed. Yeah. Why don't you release me? Like, if you're interested in justice and not revenge, then you should release me. Right. And then she just leaves. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she's like taken aback by this, right? Because right. it really challenges her viewpoint. She's well, trying she, to be as like unbiased as humanly possible, but in her heart of hearts, she wants revenge. Right. She's she's Bajoran full, through and through. Like like she really is like a, a patriot and a a, a a leader among her people. But she is also like the most Federation-y of all the Bajorans on the show. That's like, true. She very much, like, kind of inadvertently, I don't know, inadvertently is not the right word, but she very much, like, whether by accident or by fate or whatever, really is sympathetic to what the Federation is and, like, agrees most of the time that, like, how the Federation does things is kind of, like, the right way to do it. Which is rare amongst the Bajorans. Yes. Because usually when the Federation does anything, there's this huge Bajoran yeah. backlash against well, it. Well, they're, they're, they were just in the, in the desert for 40 years, right? To use the, that analogy again. Yeah. Like they, they're children in the woods, right? They're not, they're not used to uh, interstellar politics, honestly. Like, th- there's definitely, like... You can see from their point of view that they're trying to stand up on their own two feet, and yes. the Federation keeps grabbing onto them to help the them parent. out. They're the parent, yeah, yeah. And, and they don't want to be helped, but they need it. They do. They're and fucked up. Their society is completely fucked up. Yeah, for sure. Like, and it's like, from one side or the other, you see the point. Yeah. Like, if I was, if, uh, fucking, uh, prophets forbid, if I was a fucking Bajoran... Right. then I would definitely understand exactly where they're coming from. Like, we're yeah. our own planet, and we well, should be able pr- to do yeah. what we want, how we want, and d- make our decisions on our own. Yeah, and they're proud people, too. They're yeah. strong. They, they, before the, the Even before the Federation even existed, even before humans were in space, they were, like, doing things in space. Like, they they have a long history of, like, being artists and... Their culture is very rich in lots of different things, and yeah. then the Cardassians the come and like literally and figuratively rape them, you know, and like dehumanize them. It destroys all the progress they've gotten yeah. after that point. They're like reset to zero after like, thousands of years of progress. It damages them so much that they are then they put their faith in a zealot. How, does this maybe sound familiar? 
yeah. in a bunch of, in a bunch of different ways. It's there's a lot of parallels happening yeah. here. It's weird. But um I actually like Bajorans as characters. I just really hate the Bajoran religion. That what's great about the Bajorans is it allows you to see what it's like on the ground for like the Federation to have to like deal with these cultures who like maybe it's not so easy like I don't know like after first contact like maybe it's just completely shitty for a while right yeah maybe everything's just nuts and they don't know what to do maybe we fucking shotgun the Vulcans in the chest (laughs) (laughs) maybe we shotgun yeah but maybe like like I don't know maybe like some societies just deal with it better right and Bajorans are like super prideful the card, the cards are also against the Bajorans. Like they are, they are in no way, in any shape, to be doing this. Like to the point where there are people making like vicious power grabs, yeah, amongst the Bajorans so that they can come out on top. The Don't- Federation is smart to to do what they're doing, but in any other circumstance, without the wormhole, they would not be doing this. I mean, no, there would be aid for sure. But not but as close, yeah. The, the thing is, it's not like an opportunistic thing on the Federation's part. It's like the most dangerous thing in the universe just appeared right next to the planet Bajor. Yeah, it's smart of the Federation to do what they, they're doing because, like like you said, security-wise, like you got to keep tabs on this shit, man. And like, it's like the Bajorans have no capability of keeping this wormhole safe. Yeah, their spaceships are like the fucking like space shell discovery up there. Like they're just yeah. trash. They like, they can't w- go warp. They're all like impulse. Yeah. They're all slow ass bullshit ships. And the Federation has to like protect this wormhole because the Cardassians are going to sweep in, take over Bajor again, get the wormhole, and then yeah. use the wormhole for their fucking yeah. murderous campaigns across space. It's really like a, it's like a chaotic, it's a nuts situation. Like the Federation, like I, I, it's it's brilliant the way that the show is written because it's so true of history on Earth. Anyway, like like here's this problem over here somewhere, and you're like. That's gonna be a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fucking powder keg situation. Yeah, yeah, it's like North Korea where you're like, that's gonna be a problem later. It's like <laughs> we're gonna need to deal with this at some point. It's like the Bugs Bunny cartoon where they're on the ship and Bugs keeps throwing the um, lit match down into the powder down keg hole. Yeah, and, and it doesn't go off. <laughs> and the Federation is Yosemite Sam. They keep yeah. running down and grabbing it and blowing yes. it out. <laughs> yes. Dude, if they yes. don't do it, it's gonna blow up. It's gonna, and then it it does. It's 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 brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. The show is amazing. It is and this an is all show. like we're getting like we're talking about this from this one fucking episode, right? Yeah, because it's all connected. Yes, that's the thing I was kind of lamenting earlier in the Discord, which you can become a part of for as low <gasps> as one dollar on our Patreon. That's only one dollar for one dollar. I mean, what can you even do for one dollar? You can Anything? become a, you can become a member of our Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/mclasspodcast for a dollar. Dunkin' Donuts coffee doesn't even cost a dollar. As cheap as that is. Wink. Nope. <laughs> Thank you, Dunkin' Donuts. I love your coffee. So uh, I was talking to somebody on the. I think I was talking to everybody on the Discord earlier mm-hmm. about how. Uh, 
DS9 and Enterprise can be kind of frustrating for this show, in a way. Yeah. Because we can watch any episode of TOS, TNG, Right, and we don't have Voyager. to give perspective to it. Yeah. yeah. On DS9 and Enterprise, if you pick a certain episode, you're just going to be shitting spoilers out the entire yes. episode, and there's no way around it. It's impossible. It's impossible to not. So, And it's all about so, context as well. Like you said, right. like you have to talk about the context that the episode is in, or it doesn't make any sense. Well, as a fan, if you're a fan of this show, I would say try to watch as much Star Trek as possible beforehand. Yes. I know that's kind of like... That's kind of like giving you a homework assignment maybe that you didn't want or whatever but like honestly like just watch all the star trek well that's that's my favorite thing to hear when people say like this show got me into star trek like i'm marathoning through star trek right now that's awesome i fucking love that i love to hear yeah. that write in and tell us more about that because i love it <laughs> uh anyway so <laughs> our hero benjamin cisco it gets uh, gets a mean telephone call call from Gull Dukat, everybody's favorite shithead Cardassian. Uh, the best villain in all of Star Trek. I could, yeah, yeah. Gull Dukat is there. probably the best villain in all of Star Trek. He's up there. Who's a who's a better one? I couldn't think of anybody to be honest. So, like probably maybe uh, I like Kong. Kang a lot. Yeah, but he's not really that bad, especially later, right? Yeah, and I mean, he does have, like, this grudging respect with Kirk, even when they're they're against each other. Yeah. Maybe Con. Probably Con. Everyone likes Con. Con right? Con's in, like, two things, though. <laughs> I know. But they really like the Benedict Cumberbatch Con. Wait, he's not Con. Wait, he is. Benedict Cucumbers. My favorite. I like him as Doctor Strange. He's yeah, great as Doctor I like him as Sherlock. I like that show. That show's good, yeah. I, I was not a fan of him as uh, not Khan, who actually was Khan. I I hate that movie so much that I don't even think of him as ever being in it. You know what? The, I, I do like him. You know what the weirdest thing is? Like in the original series, they were like, "Here's Khan. Yeah. He's uh, he's from India, sure. and he's played by a Spanish guy." Sure. And Racism. then they had this thing in the... They had this new con. And they're like, we got a con. He's an Indian guy. And he's played by a white guy. Yeah. And nobody was upset about that for some reason. Because <laughs> it didn't... It made so much little sense that what would you even be mad about? It's apparently he used... He looked... Here's the funny thing. In the comic book, somebody was trying to explain oh, to me why... God, no. Why the story wasn't as dumb as I thought it was. So they showed me so the comic it, book. It made it dumber? Yeah. It originally, he looked like Ricardo Con. Montalban. Sure. And then course. he had plastic surgery to look like Benedict Cucumbers. Oh, is that is that why it's not dumb? So, or is that maybe why it's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking heard? So he was an Indian man who looked like a Spanish man who got In the plastic future, surgery where it doesn't to be a matter, white man. Where it doesn't matter if you're an Indian or white or whatever, but sure, why not? Ah, yeah, why not? Fuck it. Fuck it. Yep, that it's makes all sense. all stupid. <laughs> Jeff, here's why you're dumb and this is good. Oh, is that why I'm dumb? Oh, well, I am dumb. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push. Did you watch the wrong episode? Because I did. (laughs) What episode did you watch, Josh? I watched uh, Counterpoint by Voyager, which also spoiler alert for you. 
has lots of Nazi undertones. Oh, God. It's just going to be the fucking Nazi collection. It's it's turning into the <laughs> Nazi collection. <laughs> Inadvertently, it's... But I will say it's very... Uh, where this is, oh, I, this is very uh, Holocaust, and the counterpoint is also very Holocaust, but like an Anne Frank way. Oh no, this is gonna be. This is too scary for me. It's it's it's. I will say this: I enjoyed it, and I was shocked at how good it was. I had seen it before. I forgot everything about it because it's Voyager, and there's like maybe five good episodes of that show. This show's too scary for me, Josh. I can't watch this. You're gonna you're gonna get through it. You have to. <laughs> Anyway, so Cisco is talking to Ducat, and Ducat's like, "Look, you have to free this guy, or else yeah. we're gonna be really mad at you." Uh oh! Oh no! The Cardassians <laughs> are mad. And Cisco's like, "Look, I'd love to release him, but like, we don't know anything about him. Like, if you could just tell me who I'm releasing." Yeah. And he's like, uh, I think you're letting the Bajorans' thirst for violence cloud your judgment." Oh man, what a what a crazy awesome use of like gaslighting like that's yeah. such oh god he's, he's oh like, my look, god he threatens him with it he's like yeah we don't want you you like allowing the Bajorans hatred of us to like create tensions between the Federation and the Cardassians yeah, it's Do your you? fault it's your fault if this happens yep yeah he says yep. if if they get their hands on Maritza I'm holding you personally responsible so at this point like from Cisco's point of view, like if I'm a detective named Batman Cisco, right? I'm like, why does the Cardassians? Why do they want him so much? Why do they want this file clerk so much? Right? There He's has to be clerk. some reason. Who that, cares? Some important reason why they would care so much about him? Because he seems like he's an expatriate as well, right? Because he like he lives on a planet that isn't Cardassian held. Yeah, he just wants to... Yeah. Seems like he doesn't want anything to do with Cardassia. But, like, there's the great scene where the guy walks across the screen for two seconds. <laughs> where Kira's in the promenade, and she's, like, staring out the window. Dax walks up, and she's like, remember me? I'm in this episode. <laughs> We're the two women on this show. And uh, this episode does not pass the Bechdel test. <laughs> nope. Because they just talk about Maritza the whole time. She's like, what are you looking for out there amongst the stars? And she says, answers. <laughs> and she's like, have you found any? <laughs> it's a good Dax. And then they kiss. <laughs> Wait, did you watch the fan fiction of your own <laughs> thinking during? <laughs> I directed my own episode. I really watched the wrong episode. <laughs> but she's like, he thinks, th she says Maritza says that, like, I care more about vengeance than I do about justice. And yeah. he might be right, you know? Yeah, she's like, questioning herself. I want him to be guilty just by having been at Galatep, regardless of whether he was responsible for anything or he's telling the truth. Right. It's very wise of her. It's Because, like, I don't know, man. Like, I don't know if I would be that strong i'd be like i don't give a shit if this guy was a fucking file clerk he saw what was going on right yeah he's just as complicit in all of this and that's how i would feel but she's like very introspective yeah she can see her own faults in a way that i don't think we would be able to yeah which is why she's like a military leader and yeah, we're great. doing a podcast about this 
They're pretty much the same, Jeff. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, she's Dax sort of lays it down, and she's like, uh, "It sounds to me like you're trying too hard to believe what you want to believe." Yeah, and you're not trying hard enough to see the truth of the matter. And the fi- and if Maritza is killed without any reason behind it, then there's no purpose, and it's not going to help anybody. Right, it would just be as bad as the Cardassians killing Bajorans for no reason, right? For, to prove some imaginary point, right? And Dax drops the mic, and moonwalks out of the scene, never <laughs> to be seen again. It's crazy they still do the moonwalk, then. It came around. It stopped being popular for a couple hundred years, and it came back around. That makes sense. Just like harpsichords. Just like Borat jokes. <laughs> My life. Oh. So, um, Cisco, like, he looks into the Bajoran archives and he finds all this information about Maritza. Yeah. And he was at Galatep. He was a clerk. Yeah. And he also worked on Korra, too, at the military academy. Yeah. And apparently, like, he was teaching filing at the military academy. He was a goddamn good file clerk, dude. He was the best. <laughs> I don't know how you teach filing, but... I don't right. know. But, <laughs> Especially um, we have computers that just do all that shit for you. He's apparently the best. Mm, fuck it. But they also sent a photograph of Maritza from Galatap. Yeah. And they do the fucking Blade Runner, like, Quadrant C4 Enhance. Oh, they do the uh, CSI Enhance, yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense in Star Trek, actually. But, um, she... They find, uh, Amon... Amon Maritza. Yeah, they find... They're like, he's in the picture, right? And it's a different fucking guy. And they're like, what the fuck? They're like, shit. That's not him? Wait, who's that guy standing in profile? Like, zoom in on him and move the camera around the guy in front of him. 3D extrapolate this guy's face. <laughs> and Which they I do. guess you can do if you have scanners, right? Like, if yeah. it's a scanned picture, it'll take all the light in the room and measure all the light in the room. That's true. And, I mean, that's what a hollow picture is. It's supposed exactly. to be, like, a holographic representation. Right, so you can totally do that. And they, they like, extrapolate his profile into a full picture, and it is the guy they have in the cell that they think is Maritza. It's Maritza! And they're like, but wait, that's not Maritza. That's Goldar Heel! Double dun dun dun! <laughs> Holy shit! That motherfucker was lying! <laughs> And we're going to find out more about his lies when we come back from these messages. They say he butchered thousands. He commanded a forced labor camp. Now millions cry for justice. Let me know when you hang the Cardassian. But only one will stand against him. Look at the hate in her eyes. The war is over. How many Cardassians did you kill? We had no choice. But Kira's battle has just begun. He was there. He did it. On the next episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, for the final stretch of this good, good fucking episode. Oh god, it's so good already. But like, like you said, like you're like, oh, this is this is uh, uh, the defector. defector. Yeah, it's the same thing, right? It's the same thing with the fucking. Oh god, what is the character's name from the defector? 
Uh, Jarok. Yeah, yeah. Admiral Jarok. Admiral Jarok. Yeah, it's the same exact thing, right? It's gotta be. But Kira goes and confronts Darheel, who was Maritza. <laughs> yeah, and she, yeah. And she's like, well, we're gonna fucking kill you. And he's like, you can only kill me once, but I killed millions of you. He's really mustache twirling it up. Right he really now. is like a fucking cartoonish villain reveling in his monstrosity. In this he scene. does everything except try to tie her to some train tracks. Pretty much. He's like, I wiped out the Bajoran scum because it needed to be done. Yeah. He, he's spouting all the Nazi shit, right? Yeah. He's like, you guys were weak. You deserved it. You, you're, you're, you're shitty. You're shitty people. And the scene goes on for a while, and it's very fucking... It's a little hard to watch because it's so, like, a Nazi spouting his fucking morality <laughs> he, at you. He gets real Hitler-y. He gets real... He does. Like, the same type of, like... You know Hitler, like head movements, like all that, all that crazy Nazi shit. The, the important thing in his rambling, though, is he says, "Kira, your cell," and he names it, whatever it's called, I forget. Yeah, but he's like, "Your cell was just a mere annoyance," and like they can yes. kill me, they can torture me, it doesn't matter. Like you lost, you can't undo my accomplishments. The dead will be dead forever. Yeah. And what is the name of her cell? The uh, the Paw Wraiths. Shakar. Shakar yeah. Resistance Cell. That's it. We yeah. got there. Which I think is named after Shakar, the guy she boinks later. The president. She fucks a lot. Yeah. She wears also like an his old nickname. lady nighty while they fuck. <laughs> yeah. Also, the president known as Sir fucks a lot. <laughs> Why, Sir? He's a president. You gotta call him Sir. That's fine. <laughs> but like, Kira's fucking like upset at this point, right? Yeah. So she goes. Really, yeah. She goes out and sets in Odo's office, and like Odo gives her booze. <laughs> sure. Uh, like here, this will make you feel better. <laughs> It'll make you feel better. Shake on the booze a little bit. And he's like, you should go lay down and rest for a while. And she says, that's what Darheel would want. Yeah, he's in her head, dude. So I'm not, he's definitely in her head. Yeah. And she tells Odo, like, that Darheel said that their sh the Shakar cell was, like, worthless or whatever. And Odo's yeah. like, well, wait, how did he know that? Did you tell how him? How did he know? Yeah. yeah. She's like, no, I hadn't mentioned anything about which cell I was a part of. Yeah, because they wouldn't have known who liberated the camp, right? Yeah. So Odo's was like, gone. well, wait, like, Darheel was, in, like, part of the occupation. He wasn't, like, a cell hunter. Right. Like, how would he know which cell did what and who was in each cell? Yeah, they, how would they know who was in it, right? Yeah, he wouldn't know that. And he's like, this just isn't right. Like, what yeah, the fuck it, is up? Yeah. Yeah. So Akira goes back in to talk to Darheel, and Darheel's like, oh, you come back for more, huh, you fucking scum? <laughs> and Odo uh, looks up all the Google searches for Major Kira over the past month. <laughs> and uh, Kira's like, well, how the fuck did you know I was in the Shikar cell? And Darheel's kind of, like, taken aback by this. Yeah, he, he gets caught, right? <laughs> he gets a little nervous or whatever, and he's like, well, yeah, like, it's because of Maritza's filing system and how efficient right. it was. 
Right. And I learned your name from action reports. And he tries to turn it around, like, and make her pissed off again. Like, all the action reports that show that other people were trying to eliminate you scum like I was. Right. But she's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Apparently there's like a vigil outside of survivals survivors from Galatab and Quark's yeah. like how can I fucking fleece them of their money <laughs> dude they're all like lepers like they all look yeah. like they have like space leprosy and it's shit and pretty <laughs> fucked Quark is like ah <laughs> good space money. lepers have space money <laughs> <laughs> fucking classic Quark but um Eamon Maritzis Google searched Kira on Korra 2 like three months ago. And Odo's like, Bashir, you're in this episode again now. Look into Maritz's medical records. <laughs> and then Dax is in the episode again. <laughs> and she's like, Gold Ducat is hailing you, Odo. He's yeah. responding, so go take it in your office. And now I'm yeah. done filming for the day. I am going on vacation. See you next season. <laughs> but, like, Odo and Ducat have, like, a little back and forth that I love where Ducat's, like, trying to play up the old we're old friends mm-hmm, shtick, mm-hmm. and Odo's just shooting him down over and over again. Yeah, yep. I love this this Odo. Like, early, like, up until season four, Odo is, like, the best He's character. Great. He's great. <laughs> but Ducat's like, yeah, I'm not gonna give you the files, but like, Goldar heals dead. Yeah. And Odo's like, what? But we have him here, right? And even Gold Ducat's taken aback. He's like, wait, what? No. Yeah. He, he's, yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, we went to his funeral. Like everybody on Cardassia went he's to like, his funeral. He's like, my kids were there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we all looked at his fucking dead, bloated corpse. We all looked at his fat ass, dead Nazi body. <laughs> And we loved it, because we're all fat fucking Nazi pricks. <laughs> he does say that. As far, so it as, makes jo- you- as far as Josh knows, he said that. <laughs> so, so, but it makes you question, like, so, like, because he's a liar. Like, oh, yeah. Goldicott is a fucking liar. So, like, he is definitely telling the truth about being at the funeral, right? Like, Yeah. I like, mean, he gets upset. Like, he starts accusing Odo of, like, you're trying to discredit the Cardassians. Right. So, like, like, do the Cardassians know that that this Darheel, this version of Darheel is is doing that? Like, there's there's all kinds of secrecy with the Cardassians. Like, and I always get, like, whenever I get to this part of the episode, I'm always like, so do they actually think that maybe it wasn't that the Darheel that died wasn't Darheel because no. like they're all liars I don't right? think so I think the reason why they wanted this guy back so bad is because he was Maritza a filing right. clerk who had all this information go through him right they didn't but they there had is no idea reason, right? that he was yeah. pretending to be gold Darheel Right, so he right, right. So that's why Ducat is like immediately on the offensive, and he's like, "You're right. trying to discredit the Cardassians," right? But like Odo's like, "Look, uh, if you could give us access to those files, then we could prove what you're saying, and that's the only way we can prove what you're saying." So Ducat gives him access, right? And Odo's very smug about it. <laughs> he wins. He he got that. 
that point in the in the battle, right? It's all everything's a battle with the Cardassians. It's all and fight. Here's a classic, classic fucking Nazi move. Yep. Kira's talking to Darheel, and Darheel turns shit around on her and says, "Well, how many Cardassians have you killed?" Yep. And Kira's like, "Well, I don't. I didn't keep count." And he's like, "I think you did. And I think you killed right. Cardassian civilians too." Right. And Kira says, "Yeah, I regretted some of the things I did, but I had no choice. It's different. I had you to fight. I was here. fighting for Bajor, and yeah. he turns that around and says, well, I was fighting for Cardassia. Right. We right. needed the, your resources to survive. It's the same thing. There's good. There's bad on both sides. There's good and bad on both but sides. But there's right? not. Right. Right. There's always One, a worse side. No matter if right. both sides are bad, there's always a worse side. Yep." And he has a great line, a terrible fucking line that's great, where he says, what you call genocide, I call a day's work. Oh, that's such a Nazi thing to say. He's a monster. Yeah. But uh, Odo comes in and he's like, Kira, I need to speak with you. Mm-hmm. Sidebar. Sidebar. And uh, Good cop, bad cop. <laughs> yep. Like, he and Bashir have figured out that the guy was trying to get caught. Yeah, and we go to commercial break before you can find out any more information. But we're not going to commercial. We're not break. going. We're going straight into the command center where Cisco, Kira, and Odo are having a powwow. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is a death certificate for Darheel. So he's dead. He is dead. He died six years ago from uh, like a brain hemorrhage. You know that's probably okay. Yeah, fuck him. He should have died more painfully, right? It should have been worse. Yeah, brain hemorrhage probably wasn't good enough, or was too good for him. But Kira's, like, freaking out. She's like, the certificate's fake. It's all a trick from the Cardassians. They're trying but to get like, us to release him. I, like, what's great is, like, th- she, I'm in the headspace of Kira. Like, when I watch it, I'm like, what's the real reason? And that's what these, that's what the Cardassians do. That's what they do to people. They make you so true. distrusting that you're like, what is the fucking real reason here? And it's like, like, Kira is trying to find a way for the Cardassians to profit from this. Exactly. What, meanwhile, like, Cisco and Odo are trying to figure out, like, if the Cardassians don't profit from it, what's happening? Yeah, they're seeing it from a more, like, objective point of view. And I always fall into the Kira trap. Like, I sympathize mostly with her, because I'm always, like, like I was saying to you, like, does Goldukat know? And, like, that's where, that's, like, knowing what I know about Goldukat and the the whole show, I'm always, I even still to this day, like, question. I'm like, and I know what happens. That's the thing is, like, (laughs) your place coming into this show knowing this stuff about Goldukat Kira is the only one who knows that type of stuff Ex- about Gold Dukat. Exactly, Dukon. exactly. It's fucking fascinating. It's it's like these people are real fucking people. Yeah. It's crazy. It's, you can see the point of view from any of these characters. Yes. Which is always the mark of a great character. And a great episode of Star Trek, man. Absolutely. But, like, um, Odo shows, like further evidence that like at the day of the accident on Galatep that caused Kalanora syndrome like Darheel wasn't even on that planet he was back on yeah. Cardassia and That's he never he had it. the condition right and um 
he's like also like a few other things that aren't really adding up is like the prisoner who's claiming to be Darheel, uh, like quit his job, and he like paid off all of his like bills and like set up his fucking cleaning lady with yeah. like a lifetime of money. He used <laughs> the last of his love their cleaning ladies. <laughs> Like he he like <laughs> spent the last bit of his money on the ship passage to get to Deep Space Nine, right? Which like why would he do that, right? It makes no S- sense that a Cardassian war criminal would go to a Bajoran space station. Yeah, you're just begging to fucking die. Like you're just a fool, right? And Kira's like enraged at this point. She's like, I don't give a fuck about any of this evidence. I'm sick of this shit. I'm like, sick of it. I'm with her, dude. I'll be like, I don't care. He's he's going to Bajor and he's gonna die. Yep. And that's fuck all it, it is. Yep. And Cisco's like, Well, I haven't made that decision yet. Yeah. And she goes, Well, you would if again. you talked to him. Yeah. I'm just going through this shit like line for line because it's such a fucking good episode. It's, the end of this episode is so goddamn good. Like, it really is. It's it's like Twilight Zoney, and and not not in like a creepy ironic way, but in like a like a it's a fucking roller coaster ride, man. It really like, emotionally for sure. It's a roller yeah. coaster ride. Well, we also learned through Bashir, who's still in this episode. That <laughs> I'm here. It's me, Bashir. <laughs> That's perfect. He's on the show now. That was him. Thanks. It's, it's I'm also on this podcast. <laughs> terrible you lost it's the little, accent immediately a, i totally did it's a, it's a little it's a little more like this it's a little more like a little like, bit uh, like it's a little gravelly it's, it's more soft spoken he though. does have a very soft voice i'll work on it um, get you'll get it one day <laughs> <laughs> there we go somebody wants by the way somebody wants to do an interview where Tapon interviews Samuel Clemens and you do Samuel Clemens <laughs> alright I mean I don't know what you're talking about that is Samuel Clemens well can you get Samuel Clemens for this interview that somebody wants to do as long as Lady Guinan is there <laughs> um I did mention that, like, you mostly only ever say Lady Guinan, so they're probably just going to have to I cut do that have a, I do do Mark Twain on Cracking the Spine. I read things like Mark Twain. Yeah, somebody did mention that. Yeah. I don't listen to podcasts. So. It's okay. <laughs> when you're on them, you don't listen to them. Trust me. Um, but, like, he's like, not only has this guy been taking this stuff for Kalinora Syndrome forever, he also takes a medicine that's supposed to regenerate skin after a large-scale cosmetic surgery. Oh, no! So Kira's like, he, he isn't Darheel, there's no way now. Like, yeah. everything I thought about it is shattered. Th- this is like, so like... After World War II, there was all those, like, boys from Brazil shit, right? Like, yeah. Where they... There was conspiracy theories even back then where people were convinced, uh, both on the side of the... If you were a Nazi or you were not a Nazi, that Hitler had gotten away and had moved to Argentina and got plastic surgery or something uh, similar to like a, a, a facelift or something and that he lived there f- till he died he was actually dying when he was still in Germany he had like what they think is Parkinson's like yeah. he just had tremors and stuff but this was a theory that 
to this day, like people believe, even though it's been proven uh, not true, because the Soviets have his skull. Well, the Russians now, whatever. Yeah, you want to call the Soviets. Um, the Soviets. <laughs> well, the Soviets then, obviously. Yeah, you but, old uh, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> but this kind of turns it on its head, right? Where it's like now this guy, this fucking filing clerk, is like so guilt ridden. We don't even know that yet. Well, you don't even know it yet. Yeah, we don't know why he did it. Right. The question is completely up in the air. Like, why would somebody do this? Yeah, this is like a this is like crazy. This is like fucking crazy. It would be like if like a Nazi filing clerk got plastic surgery to look like to look like Hitler. Exactly. That's exactly my point. Why would he do that? That's exactly my point. Like, it totally flips it on its edge, and and it's like, why would somebody do this? So like, Kira goes back to like grill him on this like. How could you have gotten Kalinora syndrome if you were on Cardassia? Yeah. Like, and he's like, well, that's not a real report. It's not a real report. And she's like, well, why are you taking that dermal regenerative? And he's like, he starts completely freaking out, like yelling for security. Yeah, he's like, security, I'm done here. I'm and he, yeah, he does that. He's trying thing. to, like, run her off by, like, talking about, like, w- when they left the planet, he was angry that he couldn't exterminate every last Bajoran on the planet. It's it's, it's really remarkable and the uh, Harris uh, what's his name? Harris Eulen does a great job of like immediately the hateful things that he was saying almost turn into like a, a, a joke at this point. Because you can tell he's like flustered and he's not like they're no longer like true anymore. He's and you trying. Can, he wants right. them to be true. He wants right. her to think they're true. To do that as like an actor is like fucking superhuman, dude. Like that dude is like acting his damn ass off. Dude, there's <laughs> like a episode. fucking amazing moment where he's like, he's talking about like it's it's not like uh, Darhio isn't dead. Maritza's the one who's dead. Right. He was like, like he's convinced himself of yeah, this. Yeah. Like he was a good for nothing, like hiding under his bunk, weeping like a woman, covering yeah. his ears because he can't like stand two- the screams of mercy for the Bajorans. He's like two people. He's like yeah. he's got like multiple personality disorder. He's it's like crazy. so angry in that second, and then he like sits back on his on the bed. And his entire demeanor changes, and he starts, like, crying. He just loses it. Yeah. And he just starts talking as Maritza again. It's like a fucking incredible acting moment. It's, it's amazing. It's fucking amazing. And Kira, I, don't know how you, I don't know how you audition for something like that, because, like, my God. <laughs> I don't know. Like, everybody who listened to that, like, uh, fucking audio log that I did for... Um, patrons knows I'm yeah. not a very good actor so I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but uh like Kira like turns the force field off and she's like you didn't commit those crimes and you yeah. couldn't stop them you were just one man yeah and Maritz is like no you have to let them kill me like yeah, we need, need to it. be he needs to be punished yeah. we all need to be punished it's very prophetic and it's very uh, sad. Like, it's so sad. It really is. But it shows, like, how different Kira is from the rest of Bajor. Like, like I said earlier, Kira is more Federation than Bajor. And she, and this is season one. 
So she she's already starting to to see like the wisdom, I guess, in in like why the Federation is it does what they do. Because like an eye for an eye is not gonna solve this problem. No. Right. Especially when it's both eyes being like cut out are completely senseless. Right, they're it's a pointless yeah. Like justice is is sometimes letting ju- justice isn't revenge. Justice is justice, and sometimes justice is the person who doesn't deserve to be punished gets set free because that's what justice yeah. is. Like Maritza, Maritza's plan for, from the beginning was he was going to become Darheel so that they could put him on a public trial and yeah. force Cardassia to admit its guilt. Force yeah. Cardassia to admit that the occupation was just death camps and murder and right. horrors. Which we all know as true. The Cardassians right? refused to admit and accept that, though. They they created a right. fiction that everyone but, like, believed. Who cares what they... Like, honestly, like... And I know, like, it's easy for me to say that because, like, I'm not a part of uh, any group that's been systematically exterminated you know i'm not i'm not jewish so i i don't know and we're far enough away from world war ii where like you know those people are 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 dying who experienced it so it's easy for me to sit here and say like it doesn't matter what what they say because we all know what's true but like in the grand scheme of things uh maritza gets what he wants (laughs) well maritza well not really because yeah. he's, he's shown to be Maritza, but like, no, but he 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 is right, and Cardassia does get punished severely for well, yeah, eventually the way they are. The thing is, yeah. like, his plan is for Cardassia. It's not for the Bajorans. Like, it is right. for the Bajorans. He wants them to have like some modicum of like. Right. Justice for what what was done, but he wants Cardassia to have to change and be punished for what it's done. It's a very Cardassian uh, means of doing that. Because like later on, when they talk about that book, where where Garrick is talking about all the the great right, written novels of Cardassia and how in the end everyone just sees the state. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's very very fascist. It's uh, all about the state, and that's what Moritz is doing. It's the yeah, only Mar- way he can yeah. think to it's change the, only, the state. It's, exactly, it's the only way he knows to change. And it's sad. It's fucking sad. And it's terrifying. It's fucking yeah. terrifying. And Kira, like, Kira has another great line. Where she says, you're asking for another murder and enough good people have already died. I won't help kill another. Yeah. And I'm telling you, man, all good Star Trek lines sound like they were ripped from historical yeah. documentation. And it's like... Like, I said so many lines in this episode because this script is fucking fantastic. This is like a double home run of a script. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's like every... There are so many lines in this episode that are just amazing. It's crazy. But, like, they're letting Maritza go. They're going to send him back to Korra, too. And, like, there are officials there that are going to help him get back to where he was. Like, help him get his position back and everything. Yeah, like, rebuild his life or whatever. But he's, like, he still feels that he should have been put on trial as Gul Darheel, and that was the only way Cardassia was ever going to change. 
it's a fair again it's so smart and i don't know if they did it on purpose or i don't know if later this kind of becomes like a foundation or like a stepping stone for making the cardassians like this but like what a fucking cardassian ass fucking technique yeah just to lie and just be like no this is true now it's so fucking cardassian the, the only way to replace a lie in cardassian mind is with another lie right Truth bigger, doesn't even come lie. into the fucking situation. Right, doesn't it matters? It doesn't matter. But she has a very prophetic line uh, for the entire series, but also for like two seconds from then. But she says, "If, if Cardassia is to change, it'll need men of honor like Maritza." Yeah. And then that fucking filthy drunk hippie. <laughs> fucking Bajoran yeah, runs out of the crowd, stabs Maritza in the back, and kills him. <laughs> Maybe it is like Twilight <laughs> And he's like... I forgot about that part. Kira's like, why? Why would you yeah, do that? Right. And the fucking hippie says, he's Cardassian. That's reason enough. Yeah, it's very... Uh, there's a, again. There's a moment where um, Kira learns this lesson again later in the series mm-hmm. but after he says he's Cardassian and that's reason enough she says no it's not and that's right. more about her than it is him in that scene yeah it's it, again it's like you're seeing that she is the future of Bajor and he is the past of Bajor yeah he hopefully got sent to fucking Rora Penthe or something for murder but who I knows what it. the fuck happened he probably he probably just you know, got like six months, right? Well, I mean, he he did only kill a Cardassian. Yeah, but people, see, here's the fucked up part. Did like in people's minds, did he? Right. Like in their minds, like that guy was pretending to be Gull fucking Darheel, so he got what he had coming to him. Like that's yeah, a cynical in ass. In people's minds, like they don't care what what the reason. Right behind anything is it's right he was he said it straight out he's a cardassian that's why i right. killed him right and like like you said he probably got six months because all he did was kill a cardassian nobody gives a fuck yeah we got bigger problems right that guy deserved it it's very cynical it's, but like it's that's that how guy deserved think. it like the bigger problems is whatever but like i can Major, hear it like, they're like that guy deserved it i can hear it like it's real life like it's right now why was he acting like galdar hero what was he expecting like, that's yeah. what people would say, right? Like, he was walking among Bajorans. Like, he should have known. Shouldn't have been here. Yep. It's fucking sad, dude. It's it's so good. It's so sad. <laughs> this episode, <laughs> like, like, leaves you feeling so fucking sad. Dude, it's so... Oh, God, I love it. Oh, my God, I love these face lines so much. <laughs> I fucking love these face lines. It's so fucking amazing and like the thing is this episode was fairly fucking cheap to yeah, produce because it all like, takes place on the sets yeah it's like two two places they act their asses off in it though man have and you seen Nana Visitor lately oh my god she what, what do you mean oh my god she's beautiful okay I agree with that I thought you were gonna say something negative I was like are you no! fucking crazy dude she's ridiculously beautiful she's just as beautiful now as she was then like, god damn like white hair suits her so well oh. <laughs> she's absolutely beautiful yep 
fuck. Now I'm thinking about Nunavut. <laughs> and like another John Larroquette fun fact of the week for you. Oh. <laughs> Iris Stephen Bear says that this is the first example of the long Cardassian monologue, which would appear in dozens upon dozens upon dozens of episodes. Man, they Space really Nine. get some really good actors to play Cardassians. That's I, true. I don't know, man. Garrick is incredible. Goldicott is like, I, it, I hate Goldicott so much. It's like I can smell him. Like, <laughs> it's like I can smell the way his breath smells. Like, oh my god, he just makes me sick. There's only one fictional character that like I hate on their own merits, like w- more than Goldicott. Like, I enjoy seeing Goldicott. Is the difference? Yeah. Like, uh. I, I know you know nothing about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't even know what that is, but I'm going to pretend I do. It's an anime. And a mango. Oh, the kids are watching them these days. Yeah. Well, in the first part, like, uh, there's, this, there's this kid named Dio who gets adopted into a rich family. And he it's like during Victorian times. And he steals his adopted brother's girlfriend's first kiss against her will. Okay. And then kicks his dog into a fucking furnace and kills it. <laughs> all, the, yeah. all the while, he's turning the kid's father against him mm-hmm. and just being this giant fucking piece of shit. And there's no moment in all of fiction more satisfying than when the kid knocks the fuck out of him for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And he starts whimpering like a bitch. <laughs> Yeah, and then he finds an ancient stone mask and becomes a never-ending vampire. And then Jack the Ripper jumps out of a horse's body, and fist fights the main character, who's become a million pounds of muscle. And Jeff, this is probably the reason I don't want you. Anymore. <laughs> uh, that part gets fucking nuts. I mean, it was nuts at the beginning of what you said. <laughs> And then it turned into a fever dream. Yeah, it really... That's that, crazy! They don't... The parts of the... The first parts, like, beginning and end, don't even seem like the same show. That's... Dude, like, that's if you just anime, watched the man. first episode and the last episode, you'd be like, what the fuck? That, that's anime. Like, I, I know, like, everyone hates Inuyasha. And I... I it, it, dude, Inuyasha's the same way. You're like... At, at some point, you're like, what are we doing? What, yeah, what is Well, this? Inuyasha is, like, fucking... Um, Purgatory, where yeah, nothing it, ever changes. You never leave. You can never. It's the same episode every episode. <laughs> oh man! My favorite thing about Inuyasha was the bumpers on Adult Swim that would make fun of Inuyasha. <laughs> the bumper that had them yelling each other's names for a full minute. <laughs> Inuyasha, and then I forgot the girl's name. Kagome. Like, Kagome. Kagome. That's it. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. Eventually, they just started being like, yeah, here's some more Inuyasha. We know you guys love it so much. Some people really do, but, like, I could never get into it. I hate it. Because when I first started watching it, I was they advertised it as, like, Dragon Ball Z for girls. Yeah. And I was like, I can get into that, but it's, it's Dragon not. Ball Z in the sense that it goes on for way too long. It's That's all it has in common. Dragon yeah, Ball Z for there. girls is Sailor Moon. That's Dragon Ball Z. And girls, Sailor yes. Moon is fucking dope. <laughs> Sailor Moon rules. Sailor uh, Mars. And which is the green one? Jupiter? Jupiter. Yeah, See, Jupiter. I liked Mercury and Venus. 
Because it rhymed with penis. Yeah. No, Mercury was the and one with twerkery. short hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Venus was the one with long blonde hair. Mercury is kind of orange, right? No, she was blue. Blue? Oh, blue? That doesn't make sense. Neptune would be blue. Neptune's, like, one of the ones that are, like, no one knows who the fuck they are unless you, like, really read the manga or whatever. Because they didn't go in the show. They show up, like, once in a blue moon, and they're like, hey, I'm another Sailor Scout. Anyway, bye. I don't know if Neptune has any blue moons, though. I don't know. <laughs> it has a lot of moons. Um, you know Jupiter has, like, 106 moons now? Yeah, they, like, just fucking... Ridiculous! Share some of your moons, asshole. It's good that they that they do though. They're the they're like the offensive linemen of the of the universe. Well, yeah, everything system. fucking rams into one of its moons. We really got lucky with that, Jupiter. Yeah, it's true. We'd be fucked up. Probably why we're here, dude. Honestly. Thanks, Jupiter. Thanks, Jupiter. Apparently, this is uh, one of Nana Visitor's favorite episodes. This is a great episode, and I love it. Man, I'm so glad I definitely watched it again. <laughs> yeah, you missed out. You really should have watched it. I mean, I've it. seen it like ten times, Jeff. You really should have watched <laughs> it. <laughs> He's fucking right. I, you fucked it, dude. Well, I'm, I'm ahead for next time. I can't believe you fucked it. <laughs> the thing is, Deep Space Nine is so intricate of a show. Yeah. Like, with... With TNG, I think you could be like, just watch any episode, and as long as they, like, if they threw a dart at a wall full of episodes, there's like a 90% chance they would land on an episode that would make them love Star Trek forever. Right. With Deep Space Nine, there's a 90% chance they would land on an episode where they wouldn't understand what the fuck is happening and well, never watch again. That's true, and like, when I've, so... Back a hundred years ago, before internet, and even really before uh, accessible DVDs, I would stay up to watch Deep Space Nine, and it was stay up, meaning I could have woken up early in the morning. It was only like five in the morning where yeah. I lived, and I would stay up because I had to watch the next. They would show them all in a row. I think on uh, TBS. I think they would show them yeah. all in a row, and like that's the only way I could do it, and. I don't know what episode it was I started on, but I had watched it a little bit when it was on, like, not syndicated, when it was on, like, for real, you know. But I didn't watch it all the way through, so I had to wait. This is the only way I could do it. Because back then, DVDs cost, like, $100 a season, which is fucking crazy. Like, I mean, $100 a season if you were lucky. Right. It, 120 maybe. You could get the whole series for probably like five hundred dollars, which is bananas. Like they still—that's still how DVDs and shit are in other countries. They're still like five hundred dollars for the complete series. Of thankfully, shit. here they're like thirty dollars for a season now, right? Yeah. Like, which is pretty good. But I'm—I'm I'm still not buying like Blu-ray. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like no. I'm not gonna do that. Like, well, it's like. That might be why I wasn't that into Deep Space Nine until we started doing the show. Mm -hmm. Like, I liked Deep Space Nine fine, but, like, I would have a hard time picking a favorite Star Trek series between, like, yeah. TNG, Deep Space Nine, and sometimes TOS is there, too. Yeah. It's like, Deep Space Nine is amazing, but you really have to watch all of it. <laughs> you gotta go through the whole thing. And, and that includes, like, like, the first season... Um, where there's a little bit less good episodes, but episodes like this really save it, I think. 
And really, I, I always say, like, season two and a half for both TNG and Deep Space Nine, yeah. things really start cooking, you know? I think season three is when we get Bald Cisco. Well, you get the Defiant in season three, so that makes the show, like, immediately better. It's growing the beard. It's growing the beard you, and shaving you your beard head. beard Cisco. I remember when they put the uh, beard on the Defiant, and I was like, that's weird. <laughs> that's when it got good. <laughs> And the Defiant looks at the camera and goes, It's a living. <laughs> hey, Data got a beard in that one episode. Same shit. <laughs> Fucking Data. It's just Riker. It's a fake Riker beard. <laughs> he, <is> like, <laughs> he goes back to his quarters and just replicates himself a Riker beard. I think Good that enough. was like... That was I think I've said this before when we talked about it, but like that was the big barrier for me when it came to Deep Space Nine is like, Where's Data? Yeah, it's where's Riker? Where are my the friends? End, but by the end, you really feel the end of the show. Like That's you're like true. my friends are gone. Like you're like I'm not gonna see my friends again. That's how I felt when I transitioned. Like a couple years ago, uh, we were watching through every Star Trek. Yeah, and we got at the end of Deep Space Nine, and we started watching Voyager, and I was like, where are my friends? Yeah, none of my friends are on this. None show, of my friends are here, except yeah. that never went away. It stays with Voyager, because you're like, I don't really like any of these people. Like, can, like, most of these people just die? Like, what is <laughs> Janeway's this? fine, but, like, everyone Janeway's else. fine, like, Tuvok is fine, I like the Doctor. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, this is, uh, we could talk about this show for, like, probably, like, two more hours. We could probably talk about this show for, like, three more episodes, honestly. That's true. We could talk about Deep Space Nine for the entirety of our run. Oh God! On I love this it. podcast, <laughs> if Deep Space Nine were a person, I would be my friend. I agree. It would be Josh's friend, <laughs> and also and his mine. name would be Jeff. Oh, oh! I'm the Deep Space Nine of friends. Damn right. And that ninety percent of the time, you would turn me off if you saw me <laughs> randomly. <laughs> Ninety percent of the time, I'd turn you on. Uh oh! Uh oh! <laughs> it's a living. <laughs> That's the M Class podcast catchphrase. Is just yelling "uh oh" with a gravelly uh, voice. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Shirt it. Uh oh! <laughs> That's a classic. Shirt it. Nice. I don't know how to make money off the shirts. We'll figure that out eventually. It's like super hard. Uh, anyway, Just Deep like Space my- Nine is fucking excellent. Just like my dick. <laughs> M Class Podcast is fucking excellent. I love it. Uh, if you would like to follow us on internet, <laughs> you can head on over to twitter.com and search up at M Class Podcast. Or you could shoot us an email and be on our M-Class email show, which we're going to record right after this. Spoilers! You can't be on that one, but you can be on the next one if you haven't done it before. Yeah, you could shoot us an email uh, at mclassemail at gmail.com. That's singular. Mm -hmm. And uh, don't be intimidated by the program. I've heard quite a few people say, oh, I don't know... 
what to write in because I don't I don't think it's gonna be as good as everybody else's. Like you you can write in whatever. You can just say whatever. It doesn't even matter, dude. It doesn't have nothing. to be a question. It doesn't have to be a pitch it or ditch it. Yeah, it doesn't have matters. to be like a skit with characters, which those are fun, but it doesn't have to be that. Yeah. You can literally just write in and be like, hey guys, I love your podcast. It made me do this, this, and that. Bye-bye. And we'll read it, and then we'll talk about it. It'll be great. It's easy. Look, it's just easy. Just do it. A uh, couple more points for you. Okay. There, uh, you can head on over to uh, mclasspodcast.wordpress.com if you'd like to keep track of all the collections and episodes we've done in the past. There is a frequently asked questions section that you a can back. You can get your fac on. And what the back. Uh, fairly soon, uh, some of our M class patrons, specifically Spivzy, I believe. <laughs> Um, yeah. God, I'm probably giving credit to the wrong person. No, I was right. You talking about the thing? What thing? The thing that he posted today. That was Spivzy. No, he made a wiki. Oh, he did? Yeah, there's an M-Class wiki. It is barren oh, as God. fuck. But mm-hmm. there is an M-Class wiki out there. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find that for you. I put an M-Class folks. wiki and I got a Mercedes-Benz M-Class Wikipedia page. Is this it? M-Class Podcast Wiki. So we're not a Mercedes-Benz, okay. No, we are not a Mercedes-Benz. I found it. We, uh, what is the address to that? mclass.fandom.com slash wiki slash M-Class Podcast Wiki. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Just put in mclass.fandom.com. Yeah, mclass.fandom.com. Is the Wikipedia page. I might have fucked it up. And uh, head on over there if you would like to add to the wiki. Add to it! You can add whatever you want to it. It is is very empty right now. (laughs) We have a lot of ads for stuff. Here's the She-Ra one. Let's go to the She-Ra one. We got some dope ads for Big Lebowski merch. Cool. I'm going to buy a shirt that says... Uh, that classic line from The Big Lebowski. <laughs> I can get you a toe. Get you a toe by 3 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah, it is Spibsy. He's done everything on here so far. He made that thing uh, today, which they won't know what today is, but uh, a couple, couple this, th- today for us, a couple a week ago for uh, you guys, uh, where it's us. <laughs> He edited us into an episode of Star Trek and then put Q in the Phantom Zone. I fucking love that. I dude. watched it. And I was like, "What is this?" And then I was like, "Oh, I get it." And then, and then I laughed. I like cackled. I was like, "That's yeah, fucking I, amazing." I did fucking cackle watching that. <laughs> when I, I went, immediately reblogged it for like retweeted it on our M Class Twitter. So you can head over to our M Class Twitter to see that as well. It's so good. And uh, I'd like to personally thank each and every one of you for tuning in. If you would like to do more to support M-Class Podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash M-Class Podcast. Become a patron today. Do it. You get access to the Discord where people like Cool Spivzy are at. One Cool Spivzy. You get uh, access to podcasts that no one else has access to, like Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, where we discuss everything that isn't Star Trek. Uh... M-Class Etc., 
where we talk about Star Trek spinoffs, adjacent materials. The first episode's coming in a couple weeks, and it's about yeah. Galaxy Quest. Oh, God. I want to watch that again tonight. Galaxy Quest is fucking dope. Spoilers for the podcast, but... It's good. <laughs> it's real good, and we have a great time talking about it. So head on over to patreon.com slash mclasspodcast and become Check a patron today. Check it the hell out. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you in one week for more M-Class goodness. Bye-bye. See ya. My wife. Oh, I'm not editing this one. I can't cut that. Oh, guess I won't either. I'm mentally ill.